You there, buddy? Swagadocious. Am I... Do you hear echo from me? A little bit. You okay. trying something new? No, not at all. I don't hear the echo anymore. And I did hear echo from you. I don't hear that from you either. I hear a little bit, but not much. Okay. Mm. Now I kind of hear it. I'll just be cutting some of this anyway. That's right. Um, what was I going to start off with? Oh, how's the hotel life? Uh, not there yet. Um, Rigged. I'm going, I'm going to be there uh, probably closer to like 5.37 o'clock. 5.30 and 7, somewhere in between there. That's when it's supposed to start snowing and it's going to get bad as, like right as it starts. So, I'd like a, I'd like a good snowstorm. I haven't. I haven't had one in a while, so we we really haven't. So I'm excited for this. Um, I've got a I've got a mail complaint. Okay. There is uh, it's actually in Massachusetts. It's I don't know. It's some distribution center. It is disgusting. So it's like by West. There's there's West something. Um, yeah. And I had to file a complaint and like open up a case with them because there's a hundred percent chance they lost something. And every review on Google is that these are the like, like the worst and laziest people of all time. So very unexcited for them to tell me that they can't do anything about my package. West Springfield. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's by North Reading, North Reading. North Reading, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, that's where it's at. So that would be uh, West something. West Andover. I don't know. Maybe I just had that wrong, or maybe that was where the thing itself was from. Yeah, let me see this. Haverhill. Uh, no, because. I bought my brother one of these like bat mugs. You know how they may make like mugs out of old baseball bats. Yep. Have you ever seen those? Like, uh, yep. Okay. I have. Um, and this, so that's where I got it from. Um, and it's apparently in Massachusetts, but they're from Westford, MA. Okay. Is where they're located, and I guess they ship things out of here. But I've yeah, I opened up a. Yeah, that's I. It's rare that I have these problems, but it's ungodly annoying. Uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well, and they're they're just making an excuse for everything because COVID has now given people an excuse to, I don't know, do anything. They're like, hey, everything's going to be slower because of COVID. I'm like, no, you guys just probably aren't efficient to begin with. Yeah, probably not. Okay, so uh, I want to give you this chance uh, to sound off because um, it's rare I get you heated. I enjoy it, though. It's very fun for me. Um, and from what I saw yesterday, I have a page worth. I mean, I've got so much to cover um, or for us to cover. But I wanted to let you just go nuts on the college football playoff for me, please. <coughs> it is complete. And utter. Do we have a bleep machine? Like, can you bleep it? Or, like, I want it. I, I kind of want more emphasis if I bleep it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can give it a shot. 
All right. Well, it's completely another. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> let, let's just let's just make this perfectly clear for the people at home. Okay. Iowa State has two losses. One to a uh, nine and one team. The other to a seven and three team. And they moved up a spot for, I believe, beating a team that is not 500. I believe. Go and double check that, but I believe. Um, and Texas was that A&M, last week? Yeah. Texas A&M stays where they are uh, after not playing. Um, a trend that you will see does not continue very long. Uh, Ohio State stays where they are after not playing. <laughs> You're going to find this trend doesn't continue for very long. Mm-hmm. Florida loses one game for throwing a shoe and throwing a temper tantrum against LSU and losing. Georgia increases, moves up a ranking for beating um, nobody again. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They beat the number 25 or what was the number 25 ranked. Um, what record did they have? Oh, yeah, that's right. Five and four Missouri. Okay, we're going to we're just going to keep going. Um, who else is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Then you have an undefeated Cincinnati team who has dropped two rankings in a row for not playing because, again, that is consistent with what we've seen at the top. And then we have Oklahoma at 10 who moves up for beating um, nobody because their game got canceled. So... Just gonna just gonna call this for what it is, which is this is complete and other nonsense. Uh, just to establish the fact that they don't need justification for putting Ohio State into the ranking. Did I? Did it, that's what their point of this is. That's a hundred percent what their point of this is: is to create this temper tantrum that they have by moving Florida down one, moving Georgia up over Cincinnati to basically show that the group of five doesn't matter. Um, what you did early, earlier in the season doesn't matter, and what you've done against LSU also doesn't matter. So very simply, I'm just going to say that the CFP was designed to change, um, be different, and um, not have the same impact that the BCS had. And a whole whopping five years later, we are exactly where we are 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that was a an astounding rant, um, and I'd like it to go on for fifteen more minutes if possible. I um, can I, look. I did. I did. I have two full pages in my legal pad. I have notes. I have math. I have a combined record for every team that it is. Well, not every team, but for Florida, Texas A and M, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Georgia, Northwestern, Coastal Carolina, Oklahoma. There are two teams on that list that I just named that have records against opponents over five, where their opponents, right, their whole body of schedule is their work, their opponents are over 500. Okay, and who might those be? That would be Cincinnati and Iowa State. <gasps> Pretends to be shocked. Oklahoma has a 500, their opponents have a total 500 record. Coastal Carolina's opponents are, my, are uh, three games uh, below 500. Northwestern, six games. Georgia is a game. Florida is uh, almost 13 games below 500. Uh, Texas A&M is six games below 500, and that's it. 
If we really want to do this, if we really want to do this, I do, I do, I, I want to do this. I've gone, I've gone, I've gone further. <clears throat> Florida's records against teams over five hundred, a whopping two and one. Texas A&M's record against teams over five hundred, a whopping two and one. Cincinnati's record against teams over five hundred, a whopping four and zero. Iowa State's record against teams over five hundred. Now this is where it gets impressive: six and two, so four and zero. Georgia's record against teams over 500, a solid two and two. Northwestern's record against teams over 500, one and zero. Coastal's record against teams over 500, five and zero. And Oklahoma's record against teams over 500 is four and one. I think I think when so, those when those so what go ahead. So what the the what I've concluded is that, and I tweeted this yesterday, the CFP will do whatever it takes to kiss, snuggle, lick the behind of the SEC until there is no there is nothing there anymore. Because Georgia being ranked in the top 10 is absolutely ludicrous. Florida still being ranked in the top 10 is absolutely ludicrous. Yes. And Texas A&M didn't move for not playing when Cincinnati dropped for not playing two weeks in a row. And their excuse was, oh, they didn't look good in their last game. Um, yeah, but they beat a 500. They beat a team over 500. Like, what's your, what, what, is your, what is your criteria here? Because if it's ranked against, if it's wins against ranked opponents, then that's where you have a case because Cincinnati has beaten a total of teams in the top 25 of zero, but they've also lost a game of zero. With Iowa State being at two and one, Texas A and M being at one and one, Oklahoma being at two and one, Georgia being at the most impressive zero and two, Coastal being two and zero, and Northwestern being one and zero. Yeah, I was having two, but they're one. Should have been two, but they're one. I was having this moment uh, on Tuesday night when the rankings came out, where I thought to myself, "Wow, it really sucks to see Cincinnati falling." And then I thought to myself, "Well, they didn't play." A game, but then I, I looked around and I go, okay. Neither did Ohio State. Neither did Texas A&M. And I go, oh shit, okay. Well, it's just that they have no respect for the non-power fives. It's what it is. It's 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 that blatant. It's that blatant. They just, they just do not respect the non-power fives. And and to me, that's just absolutely ludicrous. These most of these teams, if they had played them in non-conference, would be getting so much more respect for beating a non-power five. It's Blows my mind hole. The fact that Iowa State lost to Louisiana Monroe, who Coastal beat and is going to beat them again on Saturday, but that doesn't count, is absolutely ludicrous. The system's broken, and we are five years into this, or less than that. The system's absolutely broken. And anybody who says otherwise is either doesn't care, a fan of the two, three, four big teams that are in this right now, or, or just has not been looking at anything because the Pac-12 isn't involved in this conversation at all. And USC is the same record as Ohio State. Now, granted, the Big Ten is much better than the, than the Pac-12, but they have the same record, play the same amount of games, and they're playing in, their, they're playing in conference championship games. Um, so that's, to me, that's the answer. The, the group of five is not respected at all, as we see by Coastal, Cincinnati, and Louisiana all either going up one, losing two, or just not moving at all. And BYU, for that matter, I'll add that. And then you have a Georgia team that is 0-2 against teams in the top 25 that literally stinks about against anybody that is of substance 
in the SEC, and yet they're ranked eighth or the ranked eighth in the country. If the thought process is is that Georgia is a much better team than Cincinnati, have them play each other and watch that Georgia chokes and dies like they did, like they did against UCF and that Auburn did against UCF. These guys are not at all in the same space. I thought we learned this lesson when UCF went undefeated and then beat Auburn by like a bunch and then claimed themselves to be national champions. I guess we never learned our lesson. I guess we just like controversy. I guess we just like money. This is totally stupid. I don't understand it, and I, my head hurts. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. I'm glad This that you, is totally I'm, stupid. I'm glad that you recognized UCF as back-to-back national champions. That was very respectful of you. Um, they're, they're, they're national champions of the group of five. So at this point, if the group of five and the power five need to be in two separate conferences, I'm all for it because the group of five has been totally disrespected in this process. Because God forbid a Florida team that has a combined record of opponents of 39 and 52 is ranked in the top five because God, they beat Texas A&M by three and they haven't played anyone of substance since then. Well, I think you also have a problem with parody in college football at the moment to where even some of these teams there's a stark stark talent difference to where there are teams and i guess i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give two different examples here you have the group of five where i would put cincinnati and coastal a little bit ahead of byu simply because they're both undefeated but i think that they're playing at a level that deserves them to be in the conversation with these people. I, th- I thought the same thing about UCF to where they were playing at such a level to where denying them the opportunity was a, uh, a disservice to the sport of football in itself. Um, and then you have other people to where I actually think they're better than their record, but they're not going to get any recognition. And my example for this is North Carolina. I think right now, Mac Brown has North Carolina as a wagon. I mean, they are playing out of their mind. And I bet you they could compete with Florida, with Georgia, with Iowa State, and with Texas A&M, who is your five through eight right now. I think they could really, really compete, if not win, against either of those two, or those four teams, I should say. Because Iowa State does not deserve to be anywhere near this. Nobody in the Big 12 and nobody in the Pac-12 deserves to be anywhere near this. I mean, we actually talked about this at the beginning of last season, um, or not beginning of last season, beginning of this season, to where I told you there's no way in hell that a Pac-12 team is going to be represented. And you said no, and we argued about Oregon going undefeated. And then, I mean, they just didn't. So I think that that might I think you you were right in the sense that that might have been their only chance because they're still saying that USC has a 50-50 chance to get in with a conference championship and if that happens that's just absolute bullshit like to the highest degree possible. Um and Look, we, there's there's still things on the table that, you know, there there could be a college football playoff with Alabama, Notre Dame, Northwestern and USC. Like those that that is still potentially on the table. So to me, it's one of those things where it's like we all have to like look at ourselves in the mirror and just say, are they doing the eye test? Are they just being stubborn or are they just caring about what is going to pay? And at this point, they are looking at what is going to pay and then they look at the eye test. Well, yeah, it's going to be Ohio State until they lose. So, it, like, it, for example, it's if it's going to be it's always going to be Ohio State till they lose. It's always going to be Alabama till they lose. And it's always going to be Clemson till they lose twice. 
and that's very apparent to all of us. Yeah, and right? I mean, so we, we saw the Cubs same thing are with are going to get the benefit of the doubt once, if not twice. We we see the same thing with Oklahoma. I mean, they've they have now put Oklahoma, a two loss Oklahoma, in the top ten above Coastal Carolina. They and I actually, you know, they have a they have an off year, but I would actually include Oklahoma in that kind of CFP darling group as well. They fucking love Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, it is definitely about money. Um, there's there's no if ands or buts about it because uh, shout out Lamar Jackson. Um, they only care about money, but I still believe that if Northwestern wins, they will not let them in. Like. The the only the biggest difference to me is that if we decided to look on this as a hybrid of the AP and the CFP, the top four teams are all there. Whether or not it's the same order, that's a different conversation. But the top four teams are all there. Five is the same because they both have Texas A and M at five, and then the AP goes Cincy, I, Indiana, Iowa State, Coastal Carolina, which makes a hundred percent sense for everybody. And then Georgia's in the top 10, which I still don't understand how Georgia's in the top 10. Yeah, I was actually looking at that, and I I'll really... hate on Georgia till I die. Honestly, I will. Because sure, being, go for in the top 20, being in the top 10 makes zero sense to me. Zero. I mean, I, I think that um, the AP is actually giving Cincinnati and Coastal the respect that they deserve because Coastal's in the top 10 in this one. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I and, see... And look, I mean, you know... People are going to point to Georgia's body of work. Okay, let's do that. You beat Arkansas by 27. Then you beat Auburn. They're not ranked anymore. Then you beat Tennessee. Turned out they're a dumpster fire. Then you lost to, to Alabama by three scores. Then you beat Kentucky by two scores. They beat them 14 to seven, 14 to three. Then you got blown out by Florida. Then you just barely beat Mississippi State. Then you somehow blew the wheels off of South Carolina. And then you dodged Vanderbilt twice, and then when you played Missouri again, you beat him by 30 points. So, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, I hate everything. I hate that we don't like change in anything. And that's what this represents, is that Cincinnati has a chance to change things. Coastal has a chance to change things. And yet, where are they? Nowhere to be found. A myth of our imagination. Just out there in the open, laddie freaking die in the desert by themselves, watching while everyone's watching them die. Let let it out, because th- this is this is your wheelhouse. So I I want you to I want you to let it out. Um, I spent I spent three hours at work doing this this morning, doing math, putting this together. I was going to send you a PowerPoint at one point. Please do. I'd still like to see it, unless you just know. never built it. Um, so let's let me I because again like people that listen to this know I love these types of scenarios. Um, Clemson wins in overtime this weekend. Yeah. Northwestern wins. Okay. And Alabama wins. So you're gonna have Alabama as the one seed. Yep. And then how do we construct? Two through four. Pretty obvious that two is going to be Clemson. Uh, four is going to be Notre Dame. The better question is, which one of the clown car do you want? Do you want it three? <laughs> I'll call it a clown car. I don't care. <laughs> which one of the clown car do you want at three? 
Texas A&M, who lost to Alabama by, um, oh, that's right, 30 in the second week of the season. Uh, Iowa State, who lost to Louisiana, and then they lost to Oklahoma State. Um, now, there Florida, was a time when Oklahoma State was good. I, that, that's the only one I really care about. That was the, the Oklahoma State for, a very, for over Oklahoma half State the season good. was good. Oklahoma State is good, right? So in, in perspective, Iowa State's two losses are to the 19 and the 21 ranked teams in the CFP. So those are two very good losses if you're looking at it that way. Um, if you're also looking at it like everyone else, uh, that's two losses and they aren't going to be allowed in the CFP because the CFP has never allowed a two-loss team in. So then we go to Florida, to, who just lost to LSU by a ton and then lost to Alabama, assuming by a ton. And then you get to Georgia again. Oh, there they are, the annoying team. I mean, it's either that – they're not going to do this, but in theory that extra spot would be have to be filled by Cincinnati, correct? No, the extra spot can be filled by Texas A&M. No, I'm saying it should be. It should be filled by Cincinnati. Thank you. Yeah. That's all if, I wanted if, you if to Cincinnati, say. If Cincinnati beats Tulsa, it absolutely should be filled by them. If Clemson beats Notre Dame and then uh, Northwestern beats Ohio State, it should absolutely be uh, Cincinnati. It won't be. It should be. They'll pick Iowa State before them, and then they'll pick Texas A&M before Iowa State. That's what it's going to be. That's how it's going to live. We're going to live in a rematch of uh, – we're going to live in a, in a game between Clemson and Texas A&M, which Clemson's going to beat them by 40 points because that's how Clemson works. And then it's going to be Notre Dame and Alabama, and Alabama's probably going to beat Notre Dame by 40 points because that's how it's going to work. And then we're going to get Clemson-Alabama part seven. And no, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy about Clemson-Alabama part seven. I'm not going to watch Clemson-Alabama part seven because I really don't give a rat's ass. See, I will, but that's because I have a sick addiction. Um, now, here's my thing is we both agree that the CFP is about money. Yes. There's there's no if ands, or buts here. But yes. you've got to try something new if you want to make more money because I would be much more inclined if you've got, I don't know. Nicholas. What, Nicholas. Give me a second. Nicholas. If you've got a 2-3 of that would be Clemson, Cincinnati, I'd be much more excited to watch that than for them to cart in a broken and beaten down A&M or Iowa State, or even USC for that matter, because USC will most likely have a conference title. So, again, that's what I'm saying. I think for me, or even as people that are like, it's kind of 50-50, because I, as a college football fan, I would like to see it because then we get an underdog story. But if I don't care about football, and it's not going to bring my eyes anyway. But neither will the original four. Yeah. Or like the chalk, I should say. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I would be willing to take a gamble on not chalk, but they are not. Um, look, all I'm going to say, very simply, um, I need you to think with less logic. Yeah, what are these things called facts? What are these things? Um, they're mythical creatures that live in the woods along with a group of five teams' chances of playing in, a, in the CFP. Okay, so I'm, I'm now going to keep going with this because I want to, I want to see... I want you, to see just want my, you want my blood pressure to boil, don't you? you want yes. To hit, you want it to reach a boiling point. I do. So Alabama wins, Notre Dame wins, and Notre Dame wins convincingly by like 13 points. 
So yeah. like, you know, maybe Clemson got a garbage time touchdown. Okay. So you got those guys, and at that point, I actually might put Notre Dame number one, but they're not going to do that. Let me just mm-hmm. just state that. So you've got your first two. Mm-hmm. Then USC and Ohio State both lose their conference championships. Okay. And Cincinnati beats Tulsa. I got to put Cincinnati in there. And if not, like, I, I'm i trying to find ways to sneak them in. Here's, you want to know why? Because question. I want to see them sneaked in. Here's your next question. Here's your next question. Does Iowa State beat Oklahoma? Um, sure, because I again, you still have that fourth spot. You just named your four teams. It's going to be Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas A and M, and Iowa State. <laughs> but they didn't even That's, play in a conference championship. Doesn't matter. Does it doesn't matter at this point? If we're going to allow a two loss team, they're going to allow. We we've done this before. We'll do it again, where we saw. It. Alabama losing this in the SEC finals to Georgia, and then woo, here they come into the into the national championship game and win. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. What is that? What is that saying about insanity by Einstein or something like that? Um, if you repeat the same events over again, re- expecting something different, that is the definition of insanity. Well, look who's here. <laughs> Insanity is knocking at my door with a bottle of whiskey and telling me we're going to have a good time. Uh, and let me tell you what, we will have a good time. Um, also, you know, some other notes here. There was Shoegate. I think that that's been covered. Um, Malzahn is out. Freeze is looking at different jobs. He's been rumored at Auburn, but he's also going to be rumored everywhere. So don't think too much into it. Um, I will, I will say two things. Um, one, um, I was, I was very surprised about Malzahn being, uh, let go. Um, I thought that they, I thought that that number was going to be too much for them. Okay. Um, I, I, I was convinced that they weren't going to pull the trigger on that considering that their season wasn't all out terrible. They, they looked respectable in some games. Um, and three of their last four, three of the two of the two of their last three games were against teams in the top five of the CFP. So I thought that they were going to get a little bit of leeway. Um, they did not. So I was a little surprised about that. Um, a situation to watch is the huge freeze watch because I think Auburn's going to offer money, um, and I think if Auburn offers the money, I think there is a certain team in the SEC that will uh, fire their coach. Um, What's the right word I'm looking for here? Um, Wife swap. Quickly to uh, get that coach, and I think it's going to be the Tennessee Volunteers. Well, they need to shake something up because that is a, it is. I mean, dumpster fire might be a compliment to them at this point. Look, look, we we you can't say something's a dumpster fire when they continue to just be underwhelming, right? Like at this point, we've seen their teams. How many years in a row? Just like absolutely be underwhelming. And that's, I mean, on a on a different level, that's what you could also say about Auburn. Because Auburn's yeah. been incredibly underwhelming since Cam Newton left that school. 
Literally. Yeah, you can say that, but they also went to a CFP national championship game with uh, what's it with with Gus. So it's one of those things where it's like you know, just like in Philadelphia, I would have thought that would have bought him a little bit more time. But look, the re- the real answer is is that ever since ever since uh, Derek Dooley, throwback name right there for all you college football diehards, um, ever since Derek Dooley went to went to te- went to Tennessee, they've been god awful ever since. They went six and seven, five and seven, four and seven. And then in comes Butch Jones, and Butch Jones makes it worse, which didn't think anybody anybody thought that was impossible. Um, shout out to the new um, Arkansas State coach. Um, but he made it worse uh, in his second season, third season. In some season, he did. He made it worse. I'm just trying um, to rack my brain right now. Wasn't Dooley with the Cowboys for a hot second? Dooley's currently with the Giants. Fun fact for you. Oh, so he's hanging out with kittens. Yes. Nice. Um, and then uh, my best part about this is that after Butch Jones got fired, Brady Hoke was named the interim head coach. Can you name where Brady Coach where Brady Hoke is now? Um, can is it Power Five? No. So then his couch. No. I got nothing. San Diego State. Man, what a what a cushy place to be working. He was at San Diego State before he got hired at Michigan. They welcomed him back. Damn. Yeah. That's a yeah. bad move. Um, can you name where he's from? Yes, you can. Don't think you can't. It's the obvious answer. San Diego. No. That that was an extremely obvious answer. It was, but it's the obvious answer for you and I. It's the only place that you and I have ever been at the same time, multiple days of the year. So Brady Hoke is from Dayton, Ohio. Correct. Huh. Interesting. You went to Fairmont East in Kettering. Um, that's all. That's all inside the Beltway for everybody. Um, then we went to Brady Hoke, and then we went to Jeremy Pruitt. Now Jeremy Pruitt was isn't bad, right? He went five and eight. Eight and five. This is his third season with three and six in an all SEC schedule, which, um, as we've seen with Vanderbilt, is not easy. Um, wouldn't be wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, Pruitt was let go uh, for excuse me for uh, for what's his name? I don't know why I'm yawning. Um, for uh, for Hugh, wouldn't be at all surprised by that. Um, my understanding of the situation up north. Now that we're talking about coaching vacancies, um, as you Ohio people call it, the team up north. Um, my understanding is that Harbaugh is going to get a three-year extension. I had that also seen some reports of that, but it was going to be like you know highly incentive laced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to he's making eight right now in Michigan, which is an absurd number. Uh, he's probably going to end up making more like three or two or three. Uh, with a highly incentive contract that could get him back up to eight, um, but that's that's kind of what we're looking at now for for uh, our friend Harbaugh, which um, hilariously uh, Sir Yacht got wrong. Um, <clears throat> uh, what other ones? What other fun ones do we have? Do we have any fun ones? Oh, um, I'm thinking about it. Like, do we have any fun ones? I have a shout out to the ACC actually. Oh, okay, go ahead. They they hired on Jim Phillips um, out of who was the Northwestern athletic director. They oh, hired him. Hire. What? 
That was a good hire. Yeah, they hired him to be their um, commissioner of the ACC. Good so hire. he comes extremely highly recommended from all of the Big Ten uh, athletic directors because actually there was a group of Big Ten athletic directors that put him up to be the Big Ten commissioner um, back in the summer before they hired Kevin Warren, who was a, from most recently the Vikings. Um, before um, his soon-to-be-very-short-tenured job in the Big Ten. Um, just want to just want to point out there that he did not that the Northwestern AD did not get the job um, because they were afraid of a Northwestern bias. How ridiculous does that sound now? <laughs> How ridiculous does that sound now? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried of anybody outside of, you know, Ohio State, Michigan State, or Michigan having, like, a bias. I, I mean, I really don't. Nope. But that, there you go. They were worried about a bias towards Northwestern because that makes total sense in this crackpot of a league that we have going on here. Uh, the, um, big, the Big Ten has a lot more problems than answers right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other fun ones. Um, nope, nope, not Brian Hartline. He's not going to be hired anywhere. No offense to Brian. No, that's it's a it's an offense. It's an offense. Okay, it can be. Um, Arizona opened up after they lost seventy to seven, which, as I told you on the podcast, take anything that involved Arizona State in that game. So you're welcome. Um, Arkansas State is open currently. I would expect that to be closed very shortly with their old coach coming back based on how things are going at BY at uh, Utah State. Wait a second. Also, what disrespect by whoever is in charge of the Arizona social media team to put one of their players' faces on that graphic? Did you see that? Yeah, they have to do that. No, you don't. You don't have to. And, and they're not like... You can just say final and then put the number. I mean, I don't even know why we're at the place to where you even just say the game's over. Who the hell cares? Everybody that wants to know has found it out, and the only reason they're going to social media is to ratio you and to make fun of you. True. Like, if you get stomped out, like, I sure as hell wouldn't be tweeting, like, we tried. And then on top of that, I would definitely wouldn't be attaching my player's face to it. Um, True. But all right, um, weirdly enough, you've got USC and Oregon on Friday night. Friday night. And you've yeah. got Ball State. Oh, no, Arkansas took Butch Jones. I apologize for that. Arch- Arkansas hired Butch Jones. There you so go. So Blake Anderson is not going to be leaving Utah State to go back. So that's my bad. I apologize for that. That was bad. Continue. And I also think we have the MAC championship on Friday as well. Uh, we do. Which would be Ball State and Buffalo. So, I mean, do you, do you think that USC is just going to cruise through this one? Uh, no. No. USC has not looked impressive at all in any of their games this year. Um, they beat Arizona by one. They beat, no, they beat Arizona State by one. They beat Arizona by four. Um, they beat Utah by two scores. They beat Washington State by two scores, and they needed a miracle against UCLA. Wouldn't be at all surprised if Oregon won this game. Very real possibility that USC loses on Friday. Ooh, I've got a wrinkle for you then. I've got another. I've got another. You know, adventure time here. Oh God. 
I know. I know the answer. The answer is automatically going to be Texas A&M. Move on. <laughs> well, that was my question. What if Tennessee beats them? That was going to be part. Oh, of, then they're out. That was going to be part of my oh, uh, no, my little shtick. As we've as we've as we've learned with Florida, they'll just drop a spot. Because <laughs> my thinking is like maybe actually you know what it's Tennessee, it's not LSU. Maybe they'll move up a spot. <laughs> it's for strength of schedule, guys. It's strength of schedule. Which would put them uh, actually? I didn't. I don't think I included Tennessee in this, which I did not. So that would actually drop them even worse. To a lovely um, thirty-eight and forty-seven. That's a good uh, record you want for your school for your uh, teams that you play against. Oh yeah, I mean, just just absolutely phenomenal work by them. So I mean, I can. Oh, Iowa State is hoping that um, that Notre Dame and Alabama win. They're also hoping that essentially Tennessee, Ohio State. Or sorry, Tennessee wins. Ohio State loses. Cincinnati loses. Um, and I, I mean, this is the first time we've seen Cincinnati in a month, in a month. And I, this this worries me. Kind of uh, rest versus rust argument here. Yeah. That's it's very worrisome for me because uh, Tulsa is like they are a top twenty five team. So it's not like you can just roll over them. They're not Tennessee. Uh, yeah, that's true. Do you think Florida is angry? Because I don't. I think that angry e- at what? What could they possibly be angry at? Losing. The fact that they threw a shoe and lost the game. Yeah, I mean they rightfully got a penalty for that. There's no. Rightfully so. Um. I don't think even if they win, they should be in. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either, but. It would be pretty hard to not um, to not get them there. I don't know, man. I think I think there should be a list of teams that if you lose to, you can't be in. That's fair. I accept that. LSU, Michigan State. Um, even yeah. even like insulting, but Louisiana. Yep. <laughs> Very insulting to another top 25 team. Actually, top 20 team. Excuse me. Um, I think Coastal is going to bury them this week. Coastal yep. is like hitting their stride. They're like a fine wine. They're getting better week after week. Yeah, they really are. And they're, they, they, really, really are. they are so damn fun to watch, too. Yeah, they are. They are. Do, do you think that they would – do you think that bowl season could give us Cincinnati versus Coastal in like a New Year's six? No. No, it'll give us like Cincinnati versus like Georgia. That sucks. And I would love it, absolutely love it, just to hear all of the people if Cincinnati beats them by like four scores. Remember <laughs> when we had this? Remember when we had this conversation about Cincinnati needed to run up the score on everybody? Remember when we had that conversation and felt ridiculous having that conversation? Yeah. How ridiculous does it sound now? No, I mean, hey man, and and that was why I and it was the last game they played that they still won, but they didn't, didn't put, run up the score. Ex, you ex, need to run up the score. You need to run up the score. In thank the you. You just need to. It's the it's Michael just, Scott gif. Thank you. That's so. It's so sad. It's so flipping sad. You don't run up. You run up the score against. Who was it? ECU and the ECU co- coach got mad. 
Yeah, but he shouldn't have because he's dumb. Right, and then you beat UCF by three, and then you can't play two weeks in a row, and you drop. That's just oh my god, I'm I'm losing brain cells by this by this committee, honestly. Yeah, and we actually we also had a lot of like or not actually I shouldn't say we had a lot of DDC games. Indiana Purdue was going to be interesting. Uh, Miami Georgia Tech was going to be all right because Miami's on a downswing. Um, yep. I was very very high on Miami, and I was very very wrong. Um, and but you know North Carolina on the other on the other hand is absolutely just whooping ass. Yeah, but they don't even play this week. No, North Carolina does not play. That stinks. Uh, they do not. That sucks. Um, Look at all these crap games that are going to be on. And they just blew the doors off of Miami. Penn State and Illinois, Boise State, San Jose State. These are terrible games that are going to be on my uh, television. Uh, Boise State, San Jose State will be fun. Do you mean in the sense that fun take the over fun? Yes. Okay. Fun take the over fun and fun... Um, San Diego State is an underdog for absolutely no reason at all. They are. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna love saying this out loud. They are six and zero. They are five zero and one against the spread, and they are six and a half point dogs. I'm going to strap in. We want some dogs. We don't want no cats. Buckle up. And. Go notice that this is a home game for San Diego for San Jose State, and cash it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm kind of feeling an an over parlay this week. Oh, fun! I like this. I like where this is going. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start off with that slated matchup that you just gave me. I enjoy that mm-hmm. start. Um, I think that'll be I think that'll be enjoyable. It's one I didn't have on the list because I actually had three of them on my list. Yep. Um, I've got. I think Ohio State is they're five and zero right now, and I also think they're five and zero in overs. Um, and Northwestern is no, not shy to put up points, so yep. um, I would be hitting that one. I would also be hitting up the Big Twelve because Big Twelve is Big Twelve. That's either going to be that's either going to end up like sixty five to fifty five, or it's going to end up six to three. Um, and I don't know which one, but I'm I'm leaning towards the higher one. Yep. I also think I do think Cincinnati and Tulsa will put up a lot of points. Whether it's I think it's gonna be a mix of good offense, bad defense. Um I would take everything on the Bearcats. Everything. Spread over money line, <laughs> even though that money line's gonna be absolutely Dog crap. I mean, you could just do the you can just do the uh, just do the Cincinnati parlay. Just do all three of those. <laughs> Good. Um, I I kind of love that because that is um, shout out Daniel, one of our um, somebody I know that will consistently do that. Where he he loves it so much, he'll take a money line and a spread. He just doubles that. in. Just doubles in. Um, a quick. Uh, you know what? I'll just do a quick hitter right now. A quick one. Okay. Quick hitter, a quick, a nice uh, over parlay that everyone can get involved with, everyone can love, and everyone can adore. Okay? Love it. Um, oh, my God. 73 and a half? Sheesh. For what? Alabama, Florida. 
And I, I honestly would be surprised if that gets hit because I think that Alabama is going to stomp the boot and it'll be like 45 to 11. Yeah, I think the Alabama 17.5 is a better bet than the over. A completely. Oh, yeah, a I do love that spread. That seems too easy. I would put them at like 22. All right, so here's here's what I'm feeling right now as a as a person as a as every fiber in my being, and this is going to count over about two days. Okay. So ready? <clears throat> Ball State Buffalo over sixty seven and a half. Ooh, ooh! You know what? Wasn't it, it Buffalo Mac, alone the that action oh overs this year have been incredible? Yes. Honestly, they've I'm, just been incredible money makers. Honey, can I add that to my card? Yes. Thank God. I'm adding it. <laughs> okay, keep going. I love that start. <laughs> um, Louisville. No, I'm sorry, not Louisville. Louisiana and Coastal Carolina. Louisville. Over 54 and a half. Which one was that? Uh, the Raging Cajuns and Coastal Carolina, over 54 and a half. Wait a second. Okay. Uh, this over hit once. It's going to hit again. Clemson, Notre Dame. Yeah, d- yeah. Does 16 seem, and a half. 16 and a half. It's totally doable. Does that Notre seem Dame's like too low-hanging fruit? Notre Dame's offense is a, is a wagon right now, and Clemson's offense is going to look better. I expect this to be another overtime affair between these two, honestly. I totally expect that. I like Notre Dame's defense. I think they're a very strong defense, and they played really well against North Carolina. But it's one of those things where it's like, I think that defensive points are going to be hilarious this, this time around, too. Okay. Wouldn't be at all surprised by defensive points. Plus, all you're looking at is a 31-30 game, and I think that's incredibly doable for this. Do you think, and I'm going to stop you right here before we continue. Um, you know what? Actually, no. I'm going to let you go, and then I've got I've got some uh, some Clemson questions for you when you're um, when you're done with this. So hit me with I'm like a, a few fan, more. I'm a big fan of this Northwestern Ohio State under. To be honest with you. I'm a big fan of that under. What is this word under you speak of? Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I'm a big fan of this under. Um, the other the other over that I like is the Oregon-USC over. 63 points is not, is not entirely unheard of with, between these two. Um, Oregon can score. Uh, USC can find points in garbage time. Um, I, I, would, I, I think that over is going to hit. But I, I, personally, I'm in love with that Northwestern Ohio State under. As weird it is as it is for me to say that, I'm kind of in love with that over, with that under. He muted himself again. Yeah, that's on me. How long was I muted for? Um, I didn't hear a word you said after I said I enjoy that under. Ah, oh, damn it. All right. Well, people that are listening, you will have no idea what we're talking about because I will have edited that out. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That's, but I, that's, I, that's, I was writing right. them all down. I was yeah. writing them all down, so it's not like they. I have them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put our cards together um, and put it on Instagram. I gotta get better at Instagram. Um, can you also, just for the sake of the card, if you do a basketball portion of it, um, literally just write anyone against Duke, <laughs> anyone. <laughs> like the fact that Notre Dame is getting three and a half points to to Duke today in basketball is just an absolute laugh to me. Notre Dame's gonna win that game straight up. Oh yeah, stinks. The Duke, Duke does stinks. stink, and actually, um, Ohio State is very good, and Notre Dame took Ohio State wire to wire. And Ohio State is missing players today against Purdue and their underdogs. So what are you saying with that one, then? I think Purdue's going to beat them. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, I have no idea. I'm so bad at gambling. Basketball has been really hard this year. Basketball has been really hard this year. So out I of think... all of these, this, um, out of all these legs in your um, CFP parlay, yeah, which one is your fate? Which one are you most confident in? Which one are you least confident in? Oh shoot! Probably the over in. Um... I'm probably probably the least confident in the over in USC Oregon. I'm probably the most confident in the over in Notre Dame Clemson. Okay. It's probably what I'd say. Okay. That's a tough question. I know, but it's fun because I I it's, actually I I was expecting for you to uh, say that Buffalo is your favorite your your easiest lock. That's up there. That's really <laughs> up there too. Oh man. See, this is the shit that I enjoy. Um yeah. That's this is this is okay. Um, I have like some random points because most of what I wanted to talk about today was just college football, NFL. But I mean, there there are some other things that I think definitely deserve um, talking about that I have kind of kind of here on my list. Um, where am I at? Oh, do you have any idea why the NCAA is going to the Supreme Court? Yes. So correct me if I'm wrong. The way I, um, the way I explain this, essentially, there were there were lower courts that disagreed with the NCAA, and the NCAA continued to appeal, um, and so now they've appealed it all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court has accepted to hear the case. Um, yes. So for Division One college football and Division One college men's basketball. The NCAA is fighting for the right to put a cap on, quote, education-related compensation. And currently, those courts are saying, no, you cannot put a cap on them. Um, And they want to be able to put a cap on them. Yes. And I, I thought it was the only the only part of the article that I was reading that I found was absolutely comical was that NCAA was like, yeah, this is creating like a pay to play scenario. Yep. And I was like, well, 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 how the turntables. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I truly think they have bigger fish to fry. I mean, they've been saying for over a year now that they're planning on, you know, exploring ways in which to pay players. I think that's a really big issue and that should require all of their their uh their talent. Uh yeah. Okay. Um before we dive into the NFL because we have I mean so much to talk about. Um Giannis got the Supermax. Um definitely the least surprising thing that it was offered. Um I am surprised that he took it so early. He actually had all this season to be able to take it. So he took it even before the season started. It's five years, 228 mil. Um, and he gets an opt-out in, after year four. Or sorry, excuse me, a player option, which is the same shit. Mm-hmm. So I I think the take is so lazy when people say he can never win in Milwaukee. I think that's so lazy. You can, you can say the way the team is currently constructed, there's no way in hell they're winning. And in that case in point, I completely agree with you. But now that now that Milwaukee can say, hey, we've eliminated the flight risk, 
now we can bring people in. Yep. And I think I think that yeah, I think Milwaukee's in the right direction. I don't even know about Boston right now. They're confusing the hell out of me. Um, Philly's looking good. In fact, I actually hope that James Harden goes to Philly because that ensures they won't win shit. Um, you know, there's something that I heard recently that I actually was very um, not surprised, but like, you know, I actually took some time to think about it in terms of his situation. Like, he... Um, He got a lot of player empowerment there. And the minute that he gets traded, he's not going to get the same amount of empowerment. And I wonder if that's going to if that's going to at all play a role in anything. In moves, in uh anything really. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Like he's he's going to yes. be annoyed no matter where he goes. Yeah, also um he will, you're, you're, I mean, nail on the head right there. He will definitely always be annoyed. I was, a while ago, he was saying that he was blaming ownership and their political views for a reason yep. why he was happy. Yep. So then why is he being rumored to follow Daryl Morey? Because Daryl Morey let him do whatever he want. Okay. Right? If you think about it, Daryl Morey's been there since, Daryl Morey was there before James Harden was there. And then James Harden brought in Dwight Howard. He brought in Chris Paul. He brought in Russell Westbrook. He brought in all these guys, right? Like, that's – it's been James Harden running that show. He's been the one that's been telling him, hey, I want this guy on my team – on the team, I want this guy. I think I'll work well with this guy, stuff like that. Right? Well, and he's gotten them all, so it's a good point. Yeah. So, so to me, it's like no matter where he goes, if he goes to Brooklyn, if he goes to Philly, if he goes to Boston, like, no matter where he goes – like he's not going to get the same amount of you know say or you know entitlement. I think that's why he wants to leave is because he wants that that level of of say and you know respect, and he's not going to get it. And I think that's why he wants to go to Philly because then he can run Philly. You think Embiid's going to let him run Philly? I think Embiid's going to do whatever it takes to win a championship. I don't After know. One, I don't know if he's got and, that pride to roll over like that. Simmons doesn't have a backbone, so I can see that, but. I can't see Embiid just going, here, take the keys. This is your car now. I don't necessarily know if it's about pride, but it's just to me it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he, Harden's never come close in the Western Conference to winning a championship. He's going to come much closer in the Eastern Conference because there is no competition in the Eastern Conference. Everything's wide open. And uh, I just, I, that's what I think. Okay. Yeah, and, and the way that you're the way that you're describing it is kind of like allowing me to look at things from a different way, because um, I did forget that Maury, you know, even though they clearly had different viewpoints, he just kind of let him run rampant, um, which didn't work the best. Um, clearly, didn't think about it either, but yeah, that's what happened. Well, you're exactly right. So, I mean, that would, and also, I think he's got two seasons left on his contract. I think it's this season uh, and next. I think it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. Then, like, it. I mean, he he's just demanding shit now. And yeah. I, I'm if I'm Houston, I'm probably going to be like, well, shut up. You're going to play. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, my God. You want to hear a bad beat? Richmond and Vanderbilt combined for two points in the final two minutes 
to hit the under of 146. <laughs> That's <laughs> my head hurts. Um, where was I at here? Because I do have some. Uh, Harden's Harden's thick. That's a it's a meme that I've seen way too many times already. That's a that's a thing. He is he is. I think it's the hair. I think the hair made him fat. Do you, the, the hair? You think not the yeah. strippers and wings? Yep. <laughs> um, Leangelo Ball got waved in news that nobody gives a shit about. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot towards the NFL. Is there anything that you have here before I kind of pivot? No, I got nothing for you. Okay. Um, in in media making the rounds this week, Sam Darnold says he wants to be quote a Jet for life. No, he doesn't. Um, thank you. That's that's just him saying he doesn't want his starting job taken away from him. That's also him just being a good teammate, I think. That's fair. I and, just I think that he does, just doesn't want his starting job taken away from him. I think there are other places where he can go in the NFL and be a starter. That's also fair. I think he could go to Denver, and I would I would start him before I start Drew Locke. Yeah. Um, and also he's tall, and Elway loves tall, tall dudes. Yeah. Elway loves super tall dudes. I might sit on that take. Um, I'm going to squat on that one. There's no... Well, do you think that the New England spot will come open? In terms of what? Starting quarterback? Yes, or they just or is, or is yes. Belichick just going to say, screw it, we're going with Stidham? I think the starting quarterback job is wide open. And truthfully, the person that I would love to uh, take this starting job in New England, because personally, how hilarious would this be? Uh, Gardner Minshew. No way. Bringing Fields swag gonna, back. Look, Fields is going to take the job in, in Jacksonville. I, think, I, don't, I, I don't think that's an open secret. Minshew's played well. He's not going to get like you know a ton, of, a ton in the marketplace. You know, I don't think anybody's going to try to 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 overpay for him. I think the Patriots could have exactly what they want, and uh, you know, I think that that could be a fun marriage because you know Minshew has shown that he can play in this league. He can, and he's not nearly as hurt as uh, as Cam is. Wow, my brain is going nuts today. Okay. And I just, and I just don't think that they're going to, you know, with Fields coming in in Jacksonville, most likely, you know, I don't I don't think that they are going to want someone to compete with him. And um, I, I personally, I just think that uh, it would be it would be fun for everyone if that if if that happened. I agree. And I'm now trying to go by division because no spots are in the AFC North. That's not happening. Um, the AFC South, you already mentioned. I think that that's the only viable candidate um, is the Jaguars. But again, you're exactly right, though, that that spot's going to be taken. Yeah. Um, whether I think that will work out, that gamble that they're making, I 100% disagree with it. Um, but I think it's kind of their hands are tied in that sense because if they were to go with like a I, – I don't even know if Mac Jones would be a good option either. Um, I get a lot of um, A.J. McCarron vibes from Mac Wilson. Fair. And my problem was that I squatted on the take that A.J. McCarron was going to be like Jesus on that football field and 
tell you what. He is not. He is not. <laughs> I, mean, was, I can admit my bad takes, and that was – I squatted out on, on that one for a long time. You know what? That's that's okay. That's okay. We forgive you. Yeah, we forgive. I appreciate it. Um, AFC West, trying to think if there would be anybody that's – that's going to be looking or not even if they're looking or if they should be looking, I suppose. Well, we I, I just mentioned the Broncos. I'm dumb. Um, Chiefs aren't. Raiders aren't. Yep. Who's the fourth one in there that I'm, I'm blanking on? For who? The, the AFC West? Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking. Chargers. Thank you. I have no idea Chargers what they're going to do. Chargers aren't. They like Herbert. I yeah, I also like Herbert. He's been good. He's been good. He had he had one bad game against New England, but no rookie quarterback has ever beaten New England so since like 2014. And I, that will continue this weekend, by the way. I I I do not disagree with you, man. Do not disagree can't, with you. You can't you can't disagree with that because you're you're going up against Bill, and no one likes to you know go up against Bill head on. When Bill's got the numbers, I'm. And I'm literally trying to find anything in the NFC, and it's super difficult. I mean, let me let me let me take you through let me take you through some things here. Um, AFC North, maybe the Bears. That's it. Everybody, you, you, Packers are locked and loaded. Um, the Vikings, they're going to keep um, the the Lions. I suppose they should be keeping Stafford. I think that'd be smart of them. Um, Kirk Cousins, may, I don't know. I don't know. They're they're going to keep him with the price tag, but I don't know whether they should or not. Um, NFC Beast, they're going to be keeping Danny Dimes. Um, yep. They're going to be keeping Alex Smith, I guess. Maybe that's yeah, a they, landing yeah, spot going, for him. Yeah, they're they're going to keep Alex Smith. He's been playing well for them. I feel like with the Washington football team, you need a – strong backup like even like a, a Jacoby Brissett to where they can step in at any time um, uh, but you're right though that Darnold does not want to give up a starting job yeah and then apart Darnold, from that Darnold to Indy could be a fun could be a fun one for people I would I wouldn't hate it but again like I I just don't see it happening with the amount of money that they're spending like with Phil Rivers do I agree with it no, not necessarily, but you knew what you were getting with him. Yep. It's not it's not like it was a secret or a roll of the dice or like you're taking somebody out of the draft. Like, yes, it does come at a higher price tag, but like you knew that you were getting somebody competent. Mm-hmm. And if that's your floor, that's your floor. Yep. Um, NFC West, which is still might be my favorite division in all of football. Um, they're not going to be looking for anybody. Yeah. They're not going to be looking for anybody. Um, NFC Beast, not with Jalen Hurts at the helm. They're not looking for anybody. Um, yep. I think I think I named everybody. Oh well, no, I didn't Eagles, even. The Eagles might be. The Eagles might be. Really? Eagles might be. It, well, they're going to need a backup quarterback, right? So close your eyes, Greg. They're well. Okay. First of all. First of all, I'm not saying anything, right? There's, there's <laughs> rumors upon rumors upon rumors. Right now, I think that um, Doug Peterson, if he wins these last four games, saved his job in Philadelphia. And I don't think that I will know that at this point. Yeah, I mean, didn't he, you see if that he beats stat? The Saints, the, 
if he beats the Saints, Cardinals, and Cowboys and Washington, they're first of all in the playoffs, and second of all, um, he will have saved his job. Um, yes. Because the fun rumor that I had is that if the Eagles were eliminated, uh, the GM was going to be gone, Peterson was going to be gone, and Peterson was going to be looked at by the Jets. I mean, it's, it, it's an upgrade. It is. Let it, honestly, though, a shoebox is an upgrade. <laughs> I, what, it, uh, what do those people do? Like They do like gambling fish, or like they'll put like a, a do, like dog treats, two of them on the floor, and see which one the dog runs to. I think that yeah. that might be a decent decent upgrade at coach for them. Mm, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so then I guess Denver's a solid spot for him. New England's yep. a solid spot for him. I can't even really think of that many others. Because they're either going to go for people in the draft, or again, let's let's kind of think about a Jacksonville, for example. Maybe they, and now they already have that role to where maybe they want somebody, you know, bring on somebody like Darnold for a season or two seasons at the most mm-hmm. to get these guys, and by these guys I mean Justin Fields, to get him prepped and ready for the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the only reason I can think why they would do that. And maybe they're just like, screw it, man. We'll just, I don't, I have no idea, man. No one does. No one does. All I know is that they're going to, they're going to go complete season and they're going to get the, the Jets are going to get Trevor Lawrence. How that works out, I don't know. It's a very confusing one for me. Um, What do you, what it, while I'm while I'm looking at my notes for the NFL, what are some things that you've got? I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have anything. I think. I think I, I, the biggest thing for me was the college football stuff, and I got that off my chest pretty early. So I think I'm. I think I'm back in the good graces of of, of non uh, non uh, yelling. Okay, that's unfortunate. I like the yelling. Um, it's fair. Okay, so while we're looking at I'm trying to kind of, you know, play out the playoff picture here. The NFC beast is insanity right now. Yeah. And I'll be frankly honest, they're very fun to watch. Uh, okay. I Okay. According to Statmaster Bookie Greg, I think it's the last 4 weeks they have the best record of any any division. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. That oh makes my sense. gosh, which is phenomenal on its own. Personally, i I want to see, I want to see Washington. If I had to pick a team to go in there, I'd pick Washington because I think that they're the they they have the defense that's most capable of playing against. A playoff caliber offense. Well, we're gonna find out this weekend, aren't we? That we will. It's gonna be a blast. I'm that. That might be my game of the week. That's for sure not mine. <laughs> Which well, I know Thursday night's not yours. So then, what is your game of the week? It's the non-Sunday game that really should be the Sunday game. What the um. One of the Saturday games? 
No, it's going to be the Super Bowl matchup of the Chiefs and the Chiefs and the Saints. Ah. Uh, yeah. Also, can you explain to me why is the NFL trying to go up against conference championships right now? Uh, I think they made that schedule before uh, before the college football was released. Okay. And I think they have to like honor a contract with the NFL Network or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because both those have a good answer. Both those Saturday games are on the NFL Network. Yeah. Which stinks. Um, True. Yeah, that's a good point. Damn it, I didn't even think about that. I try to bring good points to the table. You, you, you have been. You have been. Um, must wins on the record. Colts must win. Division rival. Raiders must win. I mean, I th- I think their goose might be cooked already. Nah, they still got a chance. I think their chances slim, is like slim, but they still have a chance. I think I think their chances is like Baltimore loses a lot more, Indy loses a lot more. I think Baltimore and Indy need to lose once for them to actually have, actually control their own fate. Yeah, and that was I think that was my biggest not not disappointment kind of um, about the Browns losing on Monday was that their their fate at that point would have been completely in their own hands in terms of a wild card slot, right? And now with the now with the race tightening, it's not going to be nearly as easy. I still think they will end um, if they win it if they end at eleven wins, they will be ahead of my projection. I had them sitting at ten and six on the season. They should, in theory, in theory, a playoff team should be able to beat the Giants, and they should be able to beat the Jets. Now, as a Browns fan, I'm extremely worried that one of these games is going to go very poorly. Um, Just because you're a Browns fan, and you know how that life is. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I I hate this, this and I don't know if Patriots... Well, you need to win two, or you need to win all three? I think you need to win two out of three. Okay. Because I think so, you need to win both New so Yorks. Really, really, you just need to win one because you're going to beat the Jets. Well, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, Baker if, Mayfield if does Jets, love beating if, the Jets. If the Jets can find a way to lose against the Raiders and then back that up with a 40-3 to loss to the Seahawks, I think you're fine. I mean, I'm hoping. But again, like, I, I don't know. That's just how my brain works. And I don't know if Patriots Twitter does this or not, but Brown's Twitter, which annoys the shit out of me, is all these, like, moral victories. There's not a moral, like... You, you oh, c- Patriots Twitter tried that, like, uh, against the Seahawks, and everyone was like, you're you're stupid. And it's not, like, I, I think that moral victories are stupid in the sense that there's wins and losses, and that's the only thing that determines whether you get into the playoffs or not. Like, yep. there's not, like, a moral victory, like, committee or anything like that. You can have positive takeaways from a game and saying, hey, even though we lost, I think we did, you know, X really well. I think we need to continue to do X really well moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think there are plenty of positive takeaways to be had. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That that's the, that's the kind of shit that we're like really gets to me, and that's also like, on a moral victory, people are like too happy for me. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I do think I do think Seattle and Washington will be really fun this week. Um, I actually think that Philly and I think Bird Alert, 
Philly versus Cardinals. It's going to be a blast this weekend, too. Uh, yeah. I honestly cannot believe that they flexed the Cowboys and Niners out. That that part's expected. But flexing the Browns in, that's more confusing to me. Instead of the Chiefs and Saints, you flex them in. You flex them. Yep. I mean, at that point, I would have flexed Pittsburgh and Cincinnati out of Monday night. <laughs> Just switch days completely. Like, if you're really, for whatever reason, that adamant on Freddie Kitchen's revenge game being in prime time, then move the Chiefs to Monday. This is why I also wish that Odell was playing because it would have been like a double revenge game off. It would have been fun. Um, let's see here. After two straight losses, do you think that Juju will continue to dance on logos? Uh, no. No. He shouldn't. And I disagree because they're playing the Bengals. Uh, I don't think he'll do it. Okay. I don't think he'll do it. I think he got he got a lot of he got a, a lot of slack. Also, that pregame it wasn't even a pregame like hype up speech. It was a pregame like two sentences by Josh Allen was perfect. Did you hear what he said before the game? No. He was like, "Let them do the talking. Let them do the dancing. We're gonna get out there. We're gonna do the work." And the team was like, "Let's." Go. <laughs> like, he didn't even yell it. He just spoke it, and they just went bananas. I like that. Yeah. He was like, we'll let, we'll let, we'll let ourselves do the work. And they're going to actually work Denver, too. Uh, yeah, they will. I have, I have Denver for the first, you know, 10 weeks of the season. They were kind of like, will they, won't they? What are they going to do? Um, and it seems like they're just kind of falling. And that was yeah. the same way with the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins, they need a lot of things to happen for them to come close to getting in the playoffs. And winning out is essential for them. That loss last week was really really damning for them. Yes. Because to me, I mean, yes, I, I know people. I know it was against the Chiefs. But again, like, the Dolphins have the number one most difficult strength of schedule for the last five games of the season. And that includes the Bengals that they won. Because then they have Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. It's possibly three playoff teams. Uh, yeah. Probably will be three playoff teams. Is the Patriots I'm, I'm still, goose I'm cooked? still in the Raiders. I'm still, oh yeah, it's 100% cooked. 100% cooked. You need, I did the math. I did the Patriots. Well, you you probably wanted the Browns to win. Uh, I did. We did need the Browns to win. We did. Uh, that did. That did hurt us a lot. Um, not going to dispute that at all. Um, now, uh, if we win out, we have a twenty-two uh, percent chance of making the playoffs. We would need uh, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Lions, and the Giants to win this weekend. And the Chargers. Oof. Yeah. Really, really, <laughs> we need the Jaguars to win this weekend, so that's not going to okay. happen. Yeah, we're going to be rough. Um, then the next weekend, we would need the uh, Raiders, the Giants against the Ravens, uh, the Jets to beat the Browns, 
Not going to happen. And the Packers to beat the Titans. Very possible. And then in the last week of the season, wait, actually, hold on. Let me me actually do this with, with at least one of these happening. So let's say for the sake of saying that the Chargers beat the Raiders, um, Ravens win, I'll say the Colts win, Titans win, and the Browns win. Okay. We have a 9% chance after this weekend if all those teams, actually a 6% chance of all those teams that are supposed to win, win. Okay. So no upsets. That would eliminate almost everything for us. And we would need the Giants to beat the Ravens. And then we'd need the Bengals to beat the Ravens. Ooh, I think. I and think, then we I, would. And then if the Bengals do beat the Ravens, so the Ra- we would we need the Ravens to lose twice in this last stretch. If the Bengals do beat the Ravens in the last week of the seasons, we would need the Bills to beat the Dolphins, and we'd need the Bill. We need the Ra- We need the Broncos to beat the Raiders. I mean that can, that progressively gets worse as you say it. Yeah. Like with each game, you're like, well, this and this needs to happen. Then it's like, okay, that maybe. And then the next thing, it's like, ooh, that's not going to happen. Next it's thing, literally, that sure it's shit ain't going to happen. It's literally all on the Ravens. That's what's going on here. It's all on the Ravens. It's all. It's all there. It's all. It's all there. That's where we. That's where we are. So, uh, you know, we'll we we take these things in stride. <laughs> I guess. And uh, either the Ravens need to lose to the Jaguars and the Giants or the Giants and the Bengals. So. Who do you have as your divisional winner in the NFC Beast prediction-wise right now? We've got three games left coming into this slate. Based on last week at a low, the Eagles. Do you think that that would so you think then then that Jalen Hurts is going to be actually like able to be competent somewhat in the playoffs itself? No, no. I, I mean, the, at the end of the season, yes. Are you telling me competent enough to get them to seven wins? Uh, yes, yes, it's possible. Okay, because here is my thing: is it Washington has two more wins than them right yep. now? Your your favorite excuse of all time has been the Eagles have their tie. Correct. Um, well, if the Eagles went out, they have an 80% chance of making the playoffs. So let's start there. So I think they're going to beat the Cardinals this weekend. No, bird alert down. <laughs> I think I think they're going to be I think they're going to beat the Cardinals this weekend. I don't like the Cardinals defense at all. Okay. Um, I think the Eagles are very capable of being the Cowboys in Dallas. Very capable. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen between them and the Washington football team, but basically it's going to come down to whoever wins that game is going to win the division. I was, I didn't even see that. I just saw that as you were speaking it up because I went to go look at the football team's schedule. Um, they're going to lose to the Seahawks this week. Yep. I think they can beat the Panthers. If they beat the Panthers, then I don't think the Eagles really have a chance. Uh, because then that would bring um, that would have the Washington football team at seven wins be- let me, let me before the they play the Eagles. Hold on, I'm doing the math. So let's say the Seahawks, Eagles, and Browns all win this weekend. Okay, bless up. Next weekend you have uh, next weekend you have uh, you need the Ravens to beat the Giants. They would need the Panthers to beat the football team. 
and they would need to beat the Cowboys. So let's say they beat the Cowboys, okay? You don't need anything else that weekend. You have a 50% chance of making the playoffs. Which I think they can. I think that beating the Cowboys is not going to be, like, the most difficult thing they've done. It now comes – you need the Giants to lose once, you need to win out, and you need the football team to lose twice. In theory, it's possible because they're 100% going to lose this weekend. Yes. Then, I mean, Eagles fans need to become the biggest Panthers fans. But then also, I mean, you you hit the nail And that doesn't even that. matter, right? It doesn't even matter. Even if they win, right, as long as the Eagles beat the Cowboys, it doesn't matter. Because right now it's going to come down to that game. For the coveted uh, seven win. Yeah. Seven well, they would win have season. Six. They would have six. Well, yeah, because th- both the— Oh, no, they would have seven. They would have seven. I mean— it's 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 patently ridiculous. They would be they would be seven eight and one. Um, but yeah, it's they, absolutely they would, ridiculous. They straight up just need the Giants to lose once and the football team to lose twice. Um, also, uh, before I forget this, I don't know why this just popped in my brain. Uh, shout out to Frank Ragnow on the Lions. I don't even know how this happens, but he has a fractured throat. Oh, I heard this. He got a fractured throat, which, again, no idea how that's medically explained. Um, in the Chiefs game, finished out the game, and then he's only, like, questionable for next week. So, like, he could still very well be active. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he can. And that's, like, that's that that's that Joe Thomas life to where your team is so bad, but, yeah, you are so dedicated to being, uh, like, extremely good at your craft. Yep. I love it. Um, also, yep. uh, I don't think that uh, you can say or do anything, uh, but Lewis Riddick has two interviews this week. Uh, Texans today, Lions tomorrow for their open general manager positions. Uh, Lewis is a really smart guy. I'd actually, I'd actually, you know, be okay with that. As much as you know, I don't care about either of those teams, but I think that he would do a good job in in Houston. And I think that uh, he could fix Detroit pretty quickly. I know that he would keep Stafford. He was one of the, uh, or I should say is, because he hasn't left yet, but he is one of the the, uh, the best part about that Monday night football booth to me. I like him a lot. And I don't even know if you can consider him part of the booth, but he was standing there for most of the game. Uh, yeah. And that was, I mean, I'm looking at my recap here. There's some, like, random things that don't, like, really, like, need that much credence, like Indians are going to name change. Um what else? Oh, um, I know you don't give a shit about this, but uh, also huge shout out to the Premier Lacrosse League for merging with Major League Lacrosse, doing something that they couldn't do in 20 years. You did it in two by getting uh, television contracts and actually bringing eyes to the program. So um, excited to see where they go from there. But that's a lot of players that are going to be trying to find work soon. So, yep. And the only team they kept is the reigning champs, the Boston Cannons. There's no Boston team, so that makes sense. Well, yeah, with, there is no the the PLL doesn't do teams. Like, sorry, they they don't do geographic locations. Oh, they don't. So the MLL uh, had locations, um, mm-hmm. but essentially they're no longer the Boston Cannons. They're just the Cannons Lacrosse Club. And oh, that's they, annoying. They, they they're all traveling, so 
Yeah, that's why they're uh, well. I'm I'm against that. The see, and I uh, at least like in a grow the game standpoint, they they do pretty well about that. Um, who knows? That's fair. Um, they they have been very welcomed with open arms, especially in the New England area, because I know that Belichick let him play in Gillette for a little bit. Yeah, he's got a soft spot. Soft spot. You know, everybody knows him as an extremely nice and generous person. True. <laughs> um, do you have any gambling locks? I haven't even looked at some of these lines yet. Um, yes. Please. Jacksonville and the Ravens over. Now that Minshew's playing. Buccaneers minus six. Chiefs and Saints over. And uh, I'm going to say Patriots money line. Homer, yeah, but Bill is Bill is very good against rookie quarterbacks, and we saw it again two weeks ago. So, but the Dolphins on the are road. The Dolphins are obviously better coached than the than the Chargers, but uh, rookie quarterback. Same fate. I think it's going to be a close game. And it'll be nice to keep the Pats uh, with the in-the-hunt graphic. Yeah, they really shouldn't be in that graphic anymore. <laughs> That's, that, that is a... for this is, this is what I know. This is what I know is going to happen. As soon as they officially get eliminated from the playoffs, someone, not going to name names because I truly don't know who it's going to be off the top of my head, but someone's going to text me and say, hey, congratulations. Now you know what it feels like. <laughs> uh, I mean, someone's going to do it. I can think of a handful of people. And then my quick rebuttal is going to be, yeah, I know. We did it in 2010, I think, whenever it was. When was the last time the Patriots missed the playoffs? No, it definitely wasn't 2010. This is like the first time since like 07 that you haven't won the division outright. Uh, you've been 08. you've been winning the, the division for over a decade. Yeah, it's 08. I I thought for some reason I I've, I've always had in my mind that to Brady towards ACL in 2010. I don't know why, but the year that Brady towards ACL was the year that they did not win the division and they did not make the playoffs. Who was that backup quarterback then? Oh, you do not want the answer to that question. Somehow Brian Hoyer again? <laughs> no, no, even better, even better. It's Matt Castle. Ooh, hell yes. Hell yes. And you know what? Let me, I'm sure that you know this, actually, so I don't know if I want to, um, you know, play this trivia. Uh, no, this is too easy. Um, because, of course, Matt Castle is one of these people like Brian Hoyer where they're called a journeyman. Um, but where is he right now? Where is Matt, Matt Castle? Castle? Yes. Oh, I know this. Oh, I know this. It, he's... um. Yes, you do. He's um, isn't he with the Chiefs? I believe he is. Yes. Or is that Chad Henney? I, I, no, might, Chad Henney's with the Chiefs. They might both be there. Matt Castle's nowhere. <laughs> Matt Castle's nowhere. Ah, oh, damn it. Matt Castle is retired. Okay. He's a tele- football analyst for NBC Sports Boston. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you this. Um, how many? Oh, this is kind of eerie. Has Matt Castle thrown 
over or under 100 touchdowns? Under. Okay, and then over or under 100 interceptions? Over. Okay, flip them. That the the answer is you flip them. Interesting. 104 touchdowns, so he barely squeaked over. <laughs> and then only 82 interceptions. How many games do you think he's played though? Sixty-seven. Um. Well, actually, I kind of, I kind of cheated you here. Um. Would you like games played total or games started? Oh. Because they're oh. they're different numbers. Sorry. I think I was going for games played total, but now I think it's up in like the eighties. I'm gonna say eighty-five. Okay, so his games started is eighty-one. It's like, oh. It's that high? Right. Oh, my God. The Chiefs must have loved him those three years. Uh, well, <laughs> actually, yeah, you're exactly right. Holy shit. Um, yeah, he he started 50, he started 45 games with the Chiefs. 45. So he played 15 games for three years straight. Um, and actually, he was pretty well received in Kansas City too for two for three seasons as well. Um, yeah. So, and then he has 107 total games played. But like 104 touchdowns in 107 games—that's better than a lot of quarterbacks now. I wish there was just a turnover. Why doesn't Why doesn't Pro Football? reference give me just turnovers i want fumbles and interceptions why is that not a thing i don't know his longest pass was 79 yards ever i think it was longest completion weird does that seem low yeah. I feel like every quarterback just gets lucky and they have some dude just like rip off an 85 yarder. I don't know. God, I, lo- I love I love going down the uh the pro football reference. And actually ba- MLB reference is really good too. But that's yeah. that's some shit I just do when I get bored. But okay. Same. That's Same. that's everything that I had. Um also shout out crew winning the MLS Cup. Um, giving the Haslam's who don't deserve it more money. That's all I had. Shout out, shout out, Bookie Greg. He always deserves it. He knows. He knows why this week. Shout out, Bookie Greg. Good. I hope. I hope he put in a parlay incorrectly that actually went in your favor. No. Okay. No, this is this is this is serious. But yes, shout out. Bucky oh Greg. well, damn it. All right, fine. Okay, well. <laughs> just wanted you here to say Tyreek Hill one-on-one. That's <laughs> bad. That's bad. Um, good luck to you, sir, in your fantasy playoffs. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I lost it. I lost my 11-2 league this week. So I'm out of the playoffs in one of them. Still alive in two of them. There you go. Two out of three ain't bad. That's yeah, true. All right, people. That's true. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. 
Bye-bye.